So today's podcast is titled, Be a Good One. What do I mean by the word doubt? Do I mean the periodic, cyclical, low level of emotional passion? Or maybe even certainty that's normal when you're part of any kind of long-term endeavor? Or do I mean maybe the gradual process of changing our mind about what we believe is true in terms of our basic worldview. There's more doubts than that. There's self-doubt, which makes just about every other pursuit extremely difficult. Another form of doubt is doubt about other people. We call it distrust. Yesterday I told a friend that when it comes to romance, we need two things. We need character and we need chemistry. And if a relationship lacks either of those, it's going to be really hard. Without trust, love comes to ruin, no matter how much chemistry there is. Doubt, like pain, is not bad. It's value neutral, but it serves a purpose. It's an indicator of something else going on. Pain and doubt both, however, can become disoriented and disconnected from a helpful use and give us no real feedback, but give us unreal feedback. That's disorienting. What about uh, those of you who hear my Sunday morning talks? Maybe you think, man, Tim really seems to believe this Christianity stuff, but I'm not so convinced. I don't really know what's true about God and life and the afterlife or the Bible. And what if I said to you, actually, that's fine. What do you believe? What if you backpedal to surer ground until you feel you're on safe footing, something you can say, okay, this I do know, this one I know. And then what if on that ground where you know it's true, you went ahead and fully lived according to what you really do know is true? Okay, well, what do you know? You know we're here. You know we're alive. Hopefully you know that treating people right is good and treating people wrong is bad. Ants don't need to be taught how to behave according to ant nature. They know stuff. And humans, some way or another, have a built-in sense of right and wrong. So you know we're here. You know we're alive. You know, treating people right is good. Treating people wrong is bad. You know, love matters. Don't you know that love matters? Don't you intuitively understand that love matters? You know that there's such a thing as wasting your life. You've seen people waste their lives. And right away when I say, what would a wasted life be? You're going to have in your mind an answer. What would a wasted life look like? And what if I said, what would a life lived well look like? You're going to have some kind of an answer to that. Again, what do you know? You know we're here. You know pretty soon we're going to die. You know life's short. Like Steve Jobs said, the awareness of my mortality causes me to be able to take risks and not stay stuck in situations and things that I might otherwise be tempted to stay stuck in because we're already naked. So you know we're here. Life matters. There's such a thing as right and wrong. Love is what life's all about. 
You know you're going to die, and you know that the shortness of life means don't waste the brief time you have. You understand. There's some picture in your mind of what a wasted life looks like. There's some picture in your mind of what a not wasted life, what a life lived well looks like. And these, to me, these are faith convictions. Maybe you say, ah, Tim, you're not allowed to tell me that stuff. Aren't you betraying your beliefs by telling me to be a good non-believer? Actually, first off, I'm not telling you to be a good non-believer. I'm telling you to live whatever kind of faith you have, however small, however big. I'm convinced from the Bible that as we are faithful to reverence and take really good care of the light that each of us has received, God endows us with greater revelation, greater understanding, greater growth, greater life. It's like the Romans 1 principle. He said that they knew him. And knowing him was supposed to lead to glorifying him as God and giving thanks. They were supposed to steward what measure of light they had. And he's not talking about people who have Bibles and churches and pastors and all that. He's talking about regular humans that don't. Regular humans have revelation from God. And if we steward our life with gratitude and honor to God, my conviction is that eventually that leads to people seeing Jesus as the ultimate trajectory of the good gifts in life that they are stewarding. So what I'm saying is not incompatible with my Christian faith. What I'm saying actually comes from my understanding of various themes in the Bible. What we can do is be faithful to the measure of conviction we have. I encourage you to step back to sure footing if you can't share my faith. Really affirm the faith you can discover you have and engage it. And you say, I can't really follow you all the way on this Jesus stuff. That's fine. Eat the fish, spit out the bones. Reduce my sermons down to what you can receive and what you can take to heart. And then apply that. Really apply it. Do not let life be about being entertained. Let life be about being formed. My hope, of course, is that you would take my spirit and trust it even if you don't completely share my doctrine. That's what family does. That's what friends do. Give it a decade. I'm assuming that's what you do with yourself, too. But whatever you do, whatever you are, be a good one. You're made to be active, not passive. You're a creator, not a consumer. We're called to work with the wind, not a gas-powered engine. You say, I make more miles with my gas-powered engine. I go, yeah, I know. In the realm of the material, you're right. But in the realm of the spirit, we make more miles with less effort, partnering with the wind, orienting ourselves to the wind. So let's get after it.